0: Welcome to 3Dog. You're listening to a 60 minute flow class. When you're ready, come on down to your mat and we'll get started. Hey, y'all, welcome. It's good to see everyone. Hi, hey, Jerry. Hello, Hawaii. All right. Aloha, that's right. I will speak your language. Thank y'all so much for being here. We are deep diving on side plank tonight, but please stay anyway. That's the uh, goal of the day. It will stay, we will work it. Uh, I'm also titling this eight poses to do instead of side plank, uh, in case side plank is not your jam. And not just that, but there are uh, benefits to side plank. Uh, I'll list them off, we could go on forever. One of them is core body strength and integration. You can get that from a lot of poses. So you don't have to do the side plank to get the benefits of what we're doing there. There's side body strengthening, we can get that other ways. There's learning to use our arms for balance, which is not exactly a, a usual human endeavor, but it is something, uh, arm balancing is something that can teach us a lot about finding our center and about holding our center while life gets a little rough. Um, so the situation that we put ourselves into inside plank is by nature an awkward one. Uh, it is putting our body parallel into gravity and turning it sideways, and then breathing and balancing and not just holding it together, but actually integrating ourselves in order to sustain the posture. So it can, it can teach us a lot physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and so if you find yourself having a physical, mental and emotional experience inside plank, good. That is what what we're doing here. Um, So we want to work it. And that being said, we want to work it in a way that feels like you're getting those qualities of being centered, being balanced, gaining some confidence. So we don't want to just muscle through it, brute squad through it, make it happen by hook or by crook, because that's the experience that we then create. That's what we practice getting better at. And uh, for most of us, clawing in and hanging on. is, is, is that's, a, that's a strategy for survival, but we want to thrive. So side plank is one of those poses that can teach us to uh, put our posture together in a way that is light, that is grounded, and that is not just surviving, but thriving. And it may mean that you scale back. It may mean that you scale back on one side, right? So some of us had injuries to one side of our body that we haven't to the other, any asymmetrical pose, you're going to have differences side to side. That's just the way the way life is. Uh, practice each side to its own ability, right? You don't need to like lessen what one side can do in order to match the other side. Think about it, if you had two kids, and maybe you have two kids, and maybe one excels at math and one is is not one's more like me at math. You would let the kid who excels excel, right? Like that. That's, this is a no-brainer, right? And then each of your children, you'd want to have, you know, challenge to their own degree. It's the same thing with the two sides of your body. Go to the degree that you can on each side. Do what you can with what you got. That's the lesson of 2020, right? Um, so we are going to start on our backs. It's a good place to just make a break with the day. And also what we're going to be doing is using some of the skills that we've learned already in these deep dives, uh, and we'll uh, we'll get into that. So you'll know them when you see them. Uh, with yoga, things tend to have common themes, and one of them that we're going to work right now is breathing. So side plank as a pose that we maintain for several breaths at a time, if we're lucky or if we practice with skill. It's not necessarily an inhale pose or an exhale pose. Uh, Some of the poses that we practice are like that. It's a pose where we want to be able to sustain fluid breath. And that's challenging. Here, we're going to practice breathing where it's easy. Get it dialed in. I guess it's easier can't really say that it's it's easy. Focusing our mind on our breath is work. It's positive work. Every time you can feel yourself taking a breath, you're doing something positive. And so come back to this if you need to. But if it comes down to your breath or the pose, it's always your breath. bring your arms out at your sides like cactus or goalposts. So working into the alignment of your shoulder blades and the back of your head on the floor. You just want to feel for those three points. This is revitalizing our posture from the sitting at the desk forward head posture that most of us encounter a lot of our day. You press your shoulder blades down to the floor. Press your arm bones down to the floor. Connect what you're doing with your shoulder blades and what you're doing with your arm bones with your head pressing into the floor. You may, when you do all of that, also feel your core body, your abdominals, begin to contract and engage. That's good. If not, go ahead and actively do that too. Just a little draw in of the upper and lower abdominals to pull your ribs and your sacrum to the floor. So this is structural stuff that we've been working on in the deep dives and just in class because it's aligning our posture and and for most of us realigning us into the optimal posture for breathing whereas throughout the day gravity pulls us out of the optimal posture for we're not paying attention take a few moments to pay attention to bring the posture back to feel aligned And then we're going to float the feet up off the floor until your knees are at right angles and things start to feel very heavy. You're balancing something heavy on your shins. I always say my little niece, my niece is now 19, but still balance her on your knees, and you'll get the idea. Draw your lower abdominals in, upper abdominals in, shoulder blades to the mat, back of your head to the mat. It's a lot of work. We're gonna ease it up. Now bring the knees in toward the chest. Keep the shoulder blades and the head as your focus. Let your knees sway side to side. Belly twisting pose. This can stay pretty light. In fact, keep it pretty light for right now while you press your shoulder blades and your head down. So you just think of it as, as a triangle that is pressing the floor. And then start to extend the legs out to the right angle again. Only go so far that you can maintain the contact of both shoulder blades to the floor, the back of your head to the floor. So you're still working that posture of the head in alignment with your body. Shoulder blades pressing down. That's, that is opening your chest as you go. So the, the forward hunch of the shoulders is removed as you're pressing the shoulder blades down. Press your arm bones down and connect what's happening at your shoulders to your arms. Have one more round. And then we'll hug the knees in. And just take one in each hand, let this get loose. As usual with these deep dives, what we're gonna focus on is we'll we'll do the thinking work for a while. Then we'll just do some, some loosening things up, letting our brain you know, process information during the flow of breath and movement between the thinking spots. we come back to center and make the cactus arms or goalpost arms again, this time taking your legs straight up in the air. Squeeze your legs together, do whatever you need to make that comfortable for you and your body. Legs hugging in towards center. This is a theme of the side plank, the legs joining in the extended side plank. We're just going to work the legs down slowly into gravity. So next exhale, lower your legs about a third of the way down. And as you do, counterbalance that with your lower and upper abdominals drawing in. And then you'll lower them a little more, maybe about halfway down. Your lowest ribs stay on the floor. Your sacrum stays on the floor, lower your legs down as low as you can go. Sacrum flat, lowest ribs flat, you're breathing. That may not be any further than halfway, that's totally fine. Stay breathing. And then draw your knees into your chest and a little rock side to side. So a lot of what we're gonna practice tonight is honesty with yourself, which is is always a good practice. there's no judgment around it, but there's, are you feeling well? Are you feeling strong? Are you feeling healthy in your body? Or are you brute forcing your way through? It's okay if you find yourself doing that. I do too, right? We'll, we'll live to see another day if we do. But we can become more peaceful, stronger, more confident by working without that force, right? working with truth and with What the yogis call right effort, right energy. I'm going to bring knees into the chest, nose to knees. Curl up and rock up and back. Make your way to seated. And what we're going to do at seated is take hero pose and specifically high hero. If you have a block or two, stack them. If you don't, no big deal. You can do this seated. If you do have the blocks, raise yourself high. Not because you need to. But because what we're looking for is the hips to be slightly above the knees in order that your legs be at a diagonal coming up, because we're approximating the work of side plank, which is the legs at a diagonal and uh, then squeezing together. So as you sit on the blocks, it's not going to be just like sitting down in the blocks. It's going to be squeezing your legs in, drawing your lower abdominals in, upper abdominals in, and your sternum up towards your face. So this is just good work, like full stop in your body. Legs hug in, lower upper abdominals integrating you, sternum lifting up, and close your eyes, get the sense of your back on the floor where you get shoulder blades in the back of your head, pressing as if to a wall behind you. Jess were having this conversation this morning. It's one of the hardest things to do is to stand on the wall, press your shoulder blades and your head into it. Uh, if you can do that as you're at work throughout your day, do it as often as you can. Go to the wall. Fresh stuff gets it. Your coworkers will think you're a little strange, but you know we're at home working, so why not? Keep this sense of upright in your body you and open your eyes. We're gonna do the one thing that if you get one thing about side plank, get this move. It's called the frame. Bring your arms up as if you were in a box, or, or the walls were closing in. Press out into the walls. So This is everyone's opportunity to be Marcel Marceau and put yourself in the mind box. Press your way out of it. As you do, feel your shoulder blades slide away from your spine. And so once you've got it, close your eyes, squeeze your legs in, lift your low belly, lift your chest, lift up to the very top of your head. You're getting axial extension through your body. Press out through your hands and feel your shoulder blades move with your arms. That's the frame. Now let your shoulder blades squeeze in toward each other. This is not the frame, right? The shoulder blades squeezing in is, is uh, an unstable movement of the shoulders. It can be good for other things, but not for side plank. Press out again, really feel pressure out through thumb and first finger, the L shape of the hand, and then release your arms down, shake them out. It's a good time to shake them out. Do some shoulder shrugs, do some head rolls, do what you need. I'm gonna show you in side plank, why we were just doing that in case it's unclear, because it might be, because this is maybe a little weird. Um, When I take side plank, I want to create that frame, that right angle at my body that is sturdy to be able to lift up out of. So when I plant my hand and I press the hand down, we were pressing into the wall, sliding my shoulder blade off my back, not off my back, away from my spine, I create a lot of stability in this joint here, when I let the shoulder blade slide in, you can probably see how much lower the posture is. And then I'm, I'm kind of, the, this is the idea that like there's brute force here just holding my, my body up out of gravity. So when you make that frame, you press the hand down, the shoulder blade slides off your back, uh, away from your spine. You have structure here that allows freedom to your body. <laughs> to come on back to where you're seated and you've got your, your arms out, feel the difference in your body of pressing the shoulder blades away and then pulling them in. And then press them away, broadening your back and then pulling them in. We'll do one more of those, press out, feel that. That's what we're gonna be using in a lot of the posture work that we do tonight. It'll be strengthening for your upper back, release the arms, and we're gonna come over into hands and knees. Taking cats and cows, again, just to kind of let loose from that work of the frame. And you're gonna hear me say the frame over and over. I feel like it's the name of my new band, but uh, we're gonna use it as a shortcut for our brains to think about that structure of kind of arm and body for the arm balance. We'll work it a little bit here too. So press your hands down into the floor and hands and knees and find the spot between cat and cow. So it's neither rounded nor arched. But when you press down, you can feel your shoulder blades connecting with your arms and the shoulder blades spreading on your back. Bring you head up into alignment with your spine so that you could balance a, a board from your sacrum rib cage back of your head you've got that idea of the floor and your shoulder blades and your head are pressing into it this is one thing you can do instead of side plank to get the the action of the pose in your body another thing we can do is bird dog we worked on this last week slide your right hand forward your left toes back and then float the arm and leg up and now what we're doing is we're taking that broadening of the back but we're doing it on one arm. Okay, so we're, we're moving closer to the action of side plank. Have a breath in, when you exhale, we'll bring everything down, reposition. Feel again for that pressure of your hands down, the shoulder blades moving out, your back broad. Fly fingertips forward, toes back, other side. Again, press down through the one hand, and feel the integration of your shoulder blade and the arm working together to sustain you. Breath here. And breath out. And when you come down to hands and knees, we're to move side to side. So hips sway a little bit. Shoulder to hip action, side bend. Come back to center, walk your hands a little bit forward, we're gonna come back to down dog. You lift your hips out and take a few breaths to pedal around. If you prefer child's pose at this point, do take it at any point you feel it's needed, wanted, possibly a good idea. Breath in through your nose. Let you let out through your mouth. Walk the feet together. So you got the big toes touching, your hands about shoulder distance apart. We're going to shift forward into a high plank. and Press back to down dog, keeping the feet together. Wide feet together. This is part of that action of side plank. The legs squeeze in toward the midline. It creates a slight uh, intensity, increase in intensity in the plank. Have the feet together. The stance is less stable, so you have to work a little more. We'll pause in the high plank. Right, so, so this is another option for if uh, if your shoulders or, or one side of the body doesn't want to do side plank, the high plank with feet together is an option to intensify it. Point your right toes back. Take just the toes off the floor, but keep squeezing the legs together. That's enough of that. Put the right foot down, left foot, point the toes back, squeeze the legs together. Draw your lower abdominals, upper abdominals in, head in alignment with your spine. Left toes down. We're gonna press back to down dog and walk your hands back to ragdoll. You get to ragdoll, you wrap your arms around each other. Let your head drop. Sway a little bit or a lot, mm, releasing your hands, we'll walk them back out to down dog. Press your hands down and forward, thumb and first finger knuckle. We're always looking for that on the hands, whatever we're balancing on the hands, whether it's one, two, it always gonna be the thumb and first finger knuckle. So turn your hands if you need to, to get those grounded. We're gonna come out into the high plank, walk your feet together. And here we're gonna do some twists. So you're gonna drop your heels over to the right, stack your feet. And now you've opened your body into the side plank positioning, lift the lower hip up into the upper hip, back to center, and then the other side. We're spinning the heels over to the left, lift your hips up, and then we'll come back to center. And we'll move side to side with that, heels to the side, lift your hips up. center and heels to the side, lift the hips out. So that's another variation. We'll go one more round. As you spin your heels to the side, you'll feel the muscles of rotation, the muscles of your side body working. It's a good substitute for side plank when you don't wanna go onto one arm, right? Back to center, have a breath. Empty all the way out. Look to your hands, walk forward into another rag doll. This time, you can take your hands behind you. And maybe you clasp your hands. Maybe you take a strap or towel in your hands in order to bring the arms behind. And the idea being we're just gonna clear out the shoulders from a little of that plank work, give them a little time off. release the hands, walk the feet together, press your feet down to the floor, squeeze your legs, roll up to standing mountain pose. And then we'll bring hands down to heart center, thumbs to sternum, lift your sternum up into your hands. So you're pressing down into your feet and rebounding up through your heart, up through the top of your head. So this upright posture this upright breathing human posture. Is what all the other postures are working toward. Whatever shape they take, it's strengthening our ability to be upright, breathing, light, resilient, grounded, at home in our own skin. Iyengar, often called the father of modern yoga, is that every pose is this. whatever we're working, we take this shape and we want to feel it in the pose When we turn it on its side. We want to feel this and that when we do, it strengthens our ability to do this, to stand and breathe and be well and also to move well. We'll take a few salutations. On your inhale, reach up, Mountain pose, as you reach overhead, keep your shoulders soft, stay well in your shoulders and your neck, bow forward, breathe out. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And plant your hands, step back, a little push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out. Down. down. Look forward, walk or lightly hop top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, inhale, roll up to standing, mountain pose. and exhale full. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, low push up. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Good work. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. And bow forward. One more round of Sane, press your feet down to roll up. Exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, low push up, breathe out. Breathe in. Down dog, breathe out. Have a breath here. And empty out. Forward walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in to lift halfway, draw your heart forward. And breathe out to fold down and in. Sit back, Ukatasana chair pose and stay. Ukatasana is one of those poses that we can grin and bear or we can do with structure and form that allows us to breathe. Start with digging your heels in literally Get the heels in. Sit back to whatever degree you feel in your legs it is working. Not too easy, not too hard. And then with your upper body, like make the shape with your arms that leaves your shoulders completely and totally free. There's no tension around your shoulders, your upper chest, your neck. That may indeed be reaching up. I do this for a living. For me, it's it's not quite up. It's maybe parallel to the floor, parallel-ish to the floor. Right? There's a point at which your shoulders can feel good. You can breathe. And you can focus in on what's important here toward the ukatasana, which is sitting back, strengthening your legs, but above all, breathing. This is where being honest with yourself it comes into play. There's no glory in an ukatasana with the hands over the head that I know of. Right? Uh, but there's you know, usefulness in being able to listen to your body, and to listen in general, to slow down, right? to notice what's healthy. And if you need to make a course correction. Right? Learning to do that without judgment. It's a skill we could all use. A little more of. And breath in, lift your chest. When you exhale, bow forward. Breathe all the way out. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Then plant your hands, step back, low push-up. Press the floor as you go. Breathe in upward facing dog breathe out to down dog step your right foot forward press both feet down flat warrior one use your feet pressing down to lift up activate your whole body we're going to open this up into warrior two get to warrior two we're going to bring our arms to that frame again revisit it press out through the hands Slide your shoulder blades out with your arms as they go. You'll feel this in your arms a lot. In fact, it'll it'll be harder here than even inside plank. You okay. set your gaze to your front hand. Keep pressing up. Right. Notice any faces you're making, any gritting of the teeth, any holding there. I'm gonna release it. Right? We don't want to put that into the neural network here. before. For grinning and bearing, that's, that's going to be our experience. And it's going to send the message to the rest of our body to freak out. Your face says you're relaxed, you're happy, you're breathing. Right. Then the rest of your body has a chance. Right. And then you get a virtuous cycle going rather than a vicious one. Next, inhale, you're going to lift your chest, reverse. And then cartwheel down, low push down. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out to down dog. Left foot forward, find your feet, press them down. Feel the rebound up through your body. We'll open up to warrior two. One more time, we're gonna work the hands out and slide your shoulder blades away from your spine, draw into your lower abdominals, draw your heart up. So we're making the the shape in our upper body, we're informing the the muscle memory for the the side arm balance. You're breathing, your face is soft, you're telling yourself that it's okay to be where you are. If it's not okay, if you can't loosen your jaw, if you can't breathe, Right. That's your face and your breath telling you it's not okay. And you, of course, correct until it's okay. On your inhale, reach up. And with your exhale, cartwheel down, plant your hands, step back, you go to down dog, you go to child's pose, low push up, breathe in. and breathe all the way out. Have a breath. And let it go. Then we're going to bring the left knee down. Left knee down. Slide your left shin bone over to the left. You're making a little kickstand for yourself. Then you're going to take your left hand onto the center line of your mat. Same line as your knee. The left hand's gonna be a little in front of your shoulder. Spin your right foot flat, use the right foot down into the mat, okay. squeeze the leg, get a lift of the hip. You're making the frame in your left arm by pressing the floor down. I have, uh, I've overdramatized that. You're pressing the floor down and sliding your shoulder blade away from your spine. We're kneeling side plank, Great pose to take instead of full side plank. Another option to work even more core body into this, squeeze your right leg, take it up, keep pressing down into your hand, keep sliding the left shoulder blade off your back or away from your spine. Pressing down to the floor, feel the rebound up through your body, you can take the right arm up, you could keep it at your hip, breath in. Breathe out, bring your foot back down, bring the right hand down, step back to a low push-up or down dog as you like. Breathe in. Breathe out. Bring your right knee down toward the center of your mat. Slide the shin bone out to the side like a kickstand. Back foot turns flat. You're going to bring the right hand to center, and a little further forward than your shoulder. I have again overdramatized it for you, but when you look down your arm, you see that your wrist is out from under the shoulder, and what that does is allow the shoulder joint, not the underarm, you can think of it, to be at a right angle. Rather than if the arm is directly underneath you, uh, you're going to have an overshoot of the of the wrist, and then the shoulder is going to take too much impact here even in the kneeling plank. Press the hand down and slightly forward, slide the shoulder blade away from the spine. Press into your back foot, squeeze the leg. And left arm can float up. And a note about the arm overhead. It's gonna wanna fall behind you to counterbalance. Keep it right above the shoulder. Reach straight up through the middle finger. Bring your shoulder blades and your head as if to the wall behind you. Find that element of things. And then if you want, you lift the left leg. Press your right hand down, rebound. Feel the frame with the right arm. Feel the wall behind you, your sacrum, your rib cage, the back of your head are on it. Breath in and then exhale. Plant your hands, step back. Low push out, breathe in, good. And breathe all the way out, cool. We're gonna slide through those again. You're welcome to stay with either of those that you like. We're gonna come down to your left knee, the right leg straight, turn the foot flat, left hand comes onto the same line. We're opening up into that kneeling side plank. Then you're going to press your hand down get the frame action going in your upper body. Press your right foot down, squeeze the leg tight. And if you like, float the left knee up so that you're stacking your feet and lift your lower hip up into the upper hip. Squeeze the legs together. If you found that this is too much, easy enough, you come back down to your knee anytime. A good rule for this pose, can you keep that frame in your standing arm? If you feel the collapse happening, then you get honest real quick and you put the knee down or you come out of it completely. Breath in. When you exhale, look to your mat. You can take down dog, child's pose, or low push-up. Breathe in. Breathe out. Take the right knee down, comes to the center of the mat, shin bone slides back behind. Bring your right hand onto the center line, spin your back foot flat. Get the frame action. And I'm gonna say that word over and over again. We're shortcutting the response in the body. Keep that, keep that sensation of strength, stability. Press your left foot into the floor. If you can float your right knee up, you step your right foot out underneath the left, you got the stacked legs, the legs squeeze together like we did earlier, lower hip lifting into the upper hip. Right? The upper arm's gonna wanna fall back. Don't let it, engage the front of the shoulder and pull your head back into the wall behind you as if you were leaning up against the wall with the shoulder blades in the back of your head. We're gonna come out of it into a down dog, a child's pose or a low push up. Breathe in. And breathe all the way out. Cool. breath in. And empty it. Either you're glad you did that or you're glad it's over. <laughs> Look forward to your hands. Either way, you're glad, so it's fine. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold forward a chair pose sit back and Then we're going to twist take your left elbow outside your right knee just give it a little touch there Inhale raise back up to center dig your heels and lift your chest float your arms and then twist to the left And back to center, dig your heels in, float your chest, float your arms. We're gonna bow forward with an exhale. Walk your feet apart. We're gonna wrap the arms around the legs and hug in. Give yourself a big old hug. Let your head drop, let it turn side to side. So we worked through the Structural points of the side plank, and we worked through it as kind of a standalone. But a lot of times in our practice, in the flow classes, or in JAM, particularly, we put it into the sequence in creative ways. So we're going to work a little bit of that uh, just to play around. We're just monkeying around at this point. Release your hands, walk your feet together. And then on your inhale, Ukatasana chair pose. And then we'll twist left elbow outside the right knee. You're gonna press into your right foot and step your left leg back into a twisting lunge. Then we're gonna open the arms. You're gonna bring your left hand down inside your right foot. Tighten your back leg, press the hand down to the floor. Or if you have a block, grab a block, you press your hand into the block. Use the low side of the block if you can to get more surface area. You got the hand pressing into the floor or a block. What you can do from there, spin onto the outer edge of your back foot. Step the right foot back. You got a side plank. Lift the hips up, squeeze the legs or bring the left knee down into the kneeling side plank. We can play around, get creative with this into a side bend, reaching your right arm toward your front wall. And then we'll look to the mat. You take low push-up, down dog, child's pose. You breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Then you're going to step your right foot forward into a low lunge. Keep your left hand down and then bring it to the inside of the foot, a little in front of the shoulder. If you want, you put a block underneath. You can do the same thing we just did. If you wanna like monkey around even more, this is where we get into the Ministry of Silly Poses. Take your right hand to the foot, the outer edge of the foot, catch it. And then you lift the leg up right before you drop the leg down behind you and pretend that you meant to do wild thing. So if you do pick the foot up with your hand and you wanna sustain it, press into the hand on the floor. Press into the left foot, squeeze the left leg straight, and press your right heel up toward the ceiling. Otherwise, pretend you meant to do wild thing. If you ever see me doing wild thing, it's because I fell out of something else. It's a good cover pose. Breath in, then look to your mat, low push up, down dog, child's pose, but you breathe out and in. And then out again. Have a breath in here to recover. Let it go. To reclaim your space. Look forward to your hands. Walk or lightly hop to the top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out. Fold down. the chair pose. Set your hips back. Lift your heart up. Float your arms. Hands to your heart. We're gonna twist. Last hard sequence. We're gonna do. I promise. We're gonna press into your left foot and step your right foot back. Good. Good. We're gonna open the arms. And right hand comes down to the floor inside the front foot could be on a block now it is perfect to stay here to work this pose to work the same idea that we've been working all night that frame of the arm the tightness of the legs the, the rebound up out of the feet you can stay right here there's so much work or you step back stack the legs I mean, it's, it's basically just as hard to hold the crescent lunge for a long time as it is to step back into the side plank. So don't worry about like whether it's easy or hard. Just what works for you. If you're in the stack leg side plank, squeeze the legs together, lift the hips. Both poses, keep the frame. All the poses, keep hand pressing down, shoulder blades sliding away from the spine. Look to the mat, or you can reach a uh, little side bed if you want. Give yourself time for that. And then. Low push-up, down dog, child's pose. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. And then your left foot forward. Keep your right hand down, you can use the block as you like to twist and to get the frame action in the right arm, press down, shoulder blade slides away from your spine. Right? Left shoulder blade slides toward your spine. Right? And that's the action when you pick up the foot. So if you wanna pick up the foot, spin on the outside of the right foot, use the left shoulder blade sliding toward the spine to pick up the left foot, take it toward the ceiling, and squeeze the right leg to lift up. You could also take the foot behind you, Wild thing looks fancy. Breathe. Checking on the frame, right? Is it still there? Is it still working? Look to your mat. Low push up. Breathe out. Breathe in. And down dog. Breathe all the way out. Breath in. Breath out. You just made it through 45 minutes on side plank. (laughs) I never thought I'd teach 45 minutes of side plank. Look through your hands, walk across how we've all grown. Down onto your back. Bring whatever props, paraphernalia you got with you. We're going to stay here. If you need a water break, take it. We're going to take bridge. And arms at your sides you and press your feet down, lift your tailbone your sacrum, low back. And then we're going to walk the shoulder blades. We're going to nestle them in underneath the pose as much as you can. In a counter pose, do that side plank. So, so a lot of work going on in bridge. It's different work. And one thing to take from this, a lot of postures are similar. And we'll do the same kind of work uh, and then there are counter poses that we're gonna do something different. So the shoulder blades moving away from the spine is great in side plank, gets great in plank. Now that we're reversing this, turning the body over, we're walking the shoulder blades in a bit to get the back bend. That's good for this pose. So it's not like one is good for the posture and one is not good for the posture. It's just, we wanna use the parts of the body appropriately for the shape that we're in breath in. And then slow breath out as we come down. And then you can let your shoulder blades escape from underneath you. Let your back get flat on the floor. Feel again, that triangular shape of your shoulder blades and the back of your head pressing the floor. And then if you like bridge, stay with it. If you like wheel, plant your hands beside your ears. If you're not sure, try planting your hands beside your ears. If everything feels good there, you're good to go. Press your hands and feet down. Start to lift your tailbone sacrum and low back up toward bridge. And then you press your hands down. If it happens, it happens. If something feels off, okay? again, this is your practice of listening and honesty. things that we usually would like other people to give us. We can start at home. Have a breath in. And then we'll exhale. Slowly release down, pause. And then you'll walk your feet out to the edges of your mat. And let your knees drop side to side in windshield wipers. Make your way back to center. Bring your feet together and your knees in onto your chest. And curl nose to knees, off tugging everything in, a little rounding of the spine. Tuck your chin in. You might take your hands behind your head and help that along. Just press chin and chest, press elbows forward. Another breath. And then we'll release down slow. Soles of your feet to the floor. Lift your hips up. If you've got a block, slide it underneath. And then you're gonna stack your legs vertically with the sacrum flat on the block and legs overhead, feet draining. Same thing with the arms, let the hands drain a bit. and roll the wrists, just give them a little bit of restorative time after all that balancing on them, and we'll take bird beaks, taking all the fingers and thumb together. And then you can, you can do an assisted bird beak. Once you get a bird beak, it's like you take the other hand and blindfold the bird and just gently you know, stretch the hand down. Other side. And let the arms release out to the sides or at your sides. The arm bones rest heavy to the floor, the shoulder blades rest heavy to the floor. That sense of weightlessness in your legs that comes when. The feet are over the hips and your knees could be bent a bit we're looking for the sensation to be effortless effort you're still working lower abdominals a bit to sustain the stability of this the legs themselves feel free and and floaty i don't know if floaty's a word but if it is that's how your legs feel This looking for sensation listening for feelings is an emotional intelligence skill that we can practice here it's way way more advanced than the skill of approximating a shape looking for the fine details of what your body's telling you take deep clear breaths and Notice what you meet. Very slowly make your way down from the block by bending your knees, bringing the soles of your feet to the floor. Press your hips up lightly, sliding the block out of the way. And then let the hips return to the mat and melt in. Cross the right foot over the left thigh. You can draw the legs in with your arms for reclined pigeon. You could just let the legs do their their own thing. You don't have to use any hands. Another good option here is to place a block underneath your head so that the catch of the left leg is easier for the hands. And really tune into what's going on at your shoulders, your neck. Make those tension free. You can, right? You don't have to have tension in them here. Lots of options. One is to just let the arms go, the other is to use the block to your advantage underneath your head. And what you're looking for is a sensation of opening in your outer right hip. You press your right shin bone forward, your right thigh bone forward to the degree that it gives you that stretch. Again, it's looking for feeling, listening for sensation. Okay. Unwind that and take it to the other side. And this side might require something different. Yoga teacher will say that all the time. She means it, he means it, and they say it. What will be similar from side to side is that you're looking for the sensation of, of some kind of healthy release that's going on. Uh, the basic shape, of course, like that we're, we're dialing into then what are you feeling? Where are you feeling it? Is it in the outer hip? Is it enough? Is it too much? You can always try adjusting different angles of the knee, different grips with the hands. And again, not important that it be just like the other side. Back to that idea of you work each side to its ability, give each side what it needs. Like you were caring for two children or two plants or a cat and a dog, different needs. You're just listening for them and responding to them. And that's like advanced yoga practice, that's advanced human practice. Next inhale, come on back to center. And you hug your knees in, have any finishing poses, stretches, twists, turns, Make you feel comfortable in your body. And then make your way to Shavasana when you're ready and rest. If you'd like to stay here, stay here. Take all the rest that you can. When you're ready to move find the edges of you, the fingers, toes, wrists and ankles, elbows, knees. And your breath move out through you, shoulders and hips and the arms and legs, the waves of breath carrying you you awaken and roll to a comfortable side. Make your way up to seated. And sit together. Draw up through the center of your chest your heart lift. And uh, as leaning into the wall behind you shoulder blades, the back of your head rest back and Sitting upright open to your breath. Your body sitting in your lightness, your ease. Draw hands together at heart center. Raise thumbs to forehead center. for each other namaste. namaste thanks for joining us on this podcast we're glad you did if you'd like to join us live on zoom you can head to our website 3dogyoga.com for all the info on how to get started and if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash three dog yoga. Thanks again. Namaste.